Welcome to the 4E podcast. <laughs> Let's try that one again. I didn't was, sound very confident. Was that a question? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the 4E podcast. I'm Micah. I'm joined as always with Russell. How you doing, Russell? I'm good, Micah. How are you? Yeah. Could be better. Could be worse. But I'm having a good time now that we're starting this podcast episode. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> well, I guess I guess I'm saying it wasn't like the best of days, but we're about to drink. It wasn't that either. Uh, and we're about to drink some beer, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Well, we have two beers, as has become our custom. Yeah, except for the XXX extravaganza. Yeah. Which the Christmas extravaganza. A little too much. Yeah, that was a lot of beer. <clears throat> but yeah, so we have two beers today. It's a collaboration between Noon Whistle in Lombard, Illinois, and More with more Brewing. I almost said More Whistle. More Whistle. Noon Whistle and More Whistle. <laughs> no. So Noon Whistle and More Brewing in Villa Park, Illinois, uh, both suburbs of Chicago. Uh, Lombard is where you reside. It is. Villa Park is where I grew up, and they yeah. are neighboring suburbs. And they came together and did a collaboration and uh, they have one beer brewed for each of their locations. When I moved to Lombard, Russ, you showed up at my house, and a uh, housewarming present was Noon Whistle's Cosmo Pale Ale you brought over. So, And now we're being stared at by Ann Perkins, the cat. I think she needs to poop. Do you need to poop? Nope. Okay. No, just kidding. Just going to run away now. You don't need to poop? All right. Make sure this stays in the podcast. This will. All right. Yeah. Her little box is in this room that we're podcasting, and that's why she came down and was looking at us, because she probably, you know, got scared. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we're back. Uh, before we get into the beers, let's do all the stuff. Yeah, get your podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, or pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Apple, Spotify. Stitcher. Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Google, I Google. think. Google. Yeah. Other ones. So subscribe. Tell your friends. Give us five stars, share, and have oh, other people give us we, five stars. Do we have anybody? I haven't checked. Uh, I haven't looked. Uh, it's been a few weeks since our last podcast, so what well, was like a month and a half ago when our last episode dropped? Yeah. From the recording of this podcast, so it's been a little while, but that was the last time I looked and we didn't have anything new at the time. No. So uh, I, I our, assume there's nothing Our two new. comments are from three years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but also... Uh, <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, at the 4 e podcast uh, is our handle, so you can see updates on episodes when they go live, and uh, also see some pictures on some other beers I might be drinking from time to time. And uh, what are the 4Es, Micah? Uh, water, yeast, grain, and hops. Yeah? All right. So, I was ready. Yeah. Yeah. About time. <laughs> We're only like three years into this podcast. <laughs> Hit and miss. But yeah, that uh, so it's so obviously the E's actually start stand for the essential elements of beer. So right, yeah, yeah. In case you're a new listener, they're not they don't start with the letter E. Yeah, which is kind of kind of throws everybody off. Probably. Yes, it throws me off all the time. Yeah, well, obviously me because sometimes I say wine or yeah. instead of water. Yeah, you forget the hops a lot. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes I want to say, like, instead of grain, like, malt or... Malt is, yeah. I know. It's either one, but... Yeah. yeah. Malted barley or, you know, they... It's accurate. Yeah. 
Green is a little more all-encompassing because right. it, it might not necessarily be like just, you know, malt. It could be wheat or some other type of oats you could use. You, mm-hmm. you can use a lot of different types of grains for your beer. That's right. Rye. Rye. Should we keep going? I'm, I'm out of grains. Corn. Okay, corn. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Like in Bud Light. Right? Do they? No, they didn't use corn. Wasn't that the whole thing? They didn't use oh. corn? They use rice. Oh, rice. Who used corn? There's uh, Miller and Coors. Oh, Miller and Coors used corn. corn syrup. Oh, Karen. Oh, that's To right. aid in... Allegedly. Wasn't there some lawsuit over that? I don't want us to get in trouble. I think I think it was like a it was a like supposedly a fermentation aid. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't actually like it, it wasn't like a sweetener they put in no. the beer or anything like that. Well, I'm interested in drinking the four E's in these cans. Okay. <laughs> what are the two beers that we're going to drink? So uh, the one that I bought at Noon Whistle is called Three Left Turns. Okay. And the one that I bought at Moore is called Three Right Turns. That's interesting. Why are they called three left turns and three right turns? Well, as you uh, mentioned before, they're neighboring suburbs. And so uh, to get from Noon Whistle to Moore, it takes three left turns mm. to get there, to their parking lot. And then vice versa, if you're coming from Moore to Noon Whistle, that's the right turns, three right turns. Oh, well, that's clever. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like the, I like the thought process in that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, a little background on the breweries. Um, we've had Noon Whistle in the past. It's been a few years since we've done a Noon Whistle, but we've done a couple. Yeah, I think we did a couple pretty close together, and we're like, eh. I think it was kind of put it on the back burner for a while. Yeah, and it was I think it was COVID too. COVID, so we were yeah. we were supporting local. Yeah, and you were just like getting something you could pick up local. Yeah, because we were I think we were still on Zoom for both of those. Yeah, and they so, would just bring it to my car. So yeah, so that was that was kind of a a big driver for doing those. At least one was uh, for sure COVID. I would think that was the, the stout that we did. Yeah. The uh, Half of Weston might have been in person, or it might have still oh, been. Oh, yeah. The Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Or, I, I think that was in person. Yeah. It might have been in person. Yeah. But either way. Yeah. Either way, it's been a few years since we've done a Noon Whistle, um, and we saw this collaboration just came out you know, last week from the recording of this podcast, so we thought it'd be fun uh, to try and uh, see how these two beers that were brewed you know, in collaboration together, but at the, the separate locations. There are some differences that we'll get into as we intro each beers, mm-hmm. but they are both uh, IPAs. You know, one is specifically called a Hazy IPA. Uh, the new whistle one, the more one is called a double dry hop IPA, but that's really code for hazy. So the uh, so they they both have that haze factor mm-hmm. to them. That's uh, yeah, that's kind of the basics on the beers. New whistle, uh, I don't we're not gonna get into too much details on either, but they was gonna get their website started, open doors in uh, 2014 in Lombard. And they've since expanded to a second location in Naperville, mm-hmm. I believe 2020, um, thereabouts. They opened their, right. their second location. And uh, according to their website, that's where they do most of their production. Mm-hmm. Um, so any most of the cans that you see at your local liquor store in the Chicago area is probably coming from the Naperville one more so than the Lombard one now. Yeah. It's much bigger. Have facility. you been out to the Naperville one? I have not. I've just seen pictures. Okay. So... 
yeah. I was like, wow, that place looks huge. So yeah, they are doing some construction. They bought that whole in, in the um, Lombard. They bought that Whirly Ball. Well, they're expanding to the Whirly Ball area. Oh, I thought there was something. They're there's they're doing some more construction farther that direction. Okay. The I guess that would be east. Okay. So, yeah, so maybe they're like taking over some. But they we were there for your birthday a couple years ago, and they had already taken over. Work. Yeah, like you could. Like, well, I was in there, and since I had I'd been at... It used to be next door to the Whirly Ball. Whirly Ball used to be next door to Noon Whistle. <laughs> then Whirly Ball left, and Noon Whistle took over the space. Yeah. And you can kind of see, like, where the, like, Whirly Ball courts still kind of were, like, the bones of it mm-hmm. in the the area. So that, I mean, for me, it was just kind of an interesting uh, step in to see, like... Because I had been when it was really small... And then seeing it bigger and, and like kind of also being whirly ball and kind of piecing together what it what it was. It was it was interesting. But anyways, that's a little more on, on Noon Whistle, just kind of their uh basics. We're not like I said, not gonna get into too much detail. Yeah. I'd uh, say their flagship is their uh the Cosmo, sort mm-hmm. of their flagship. If you've ever if you ever see that you should grab it. It's a good uh paleo. It's a it's a nice paleo, they're easy drinking, mm-hmm. good flavor. And then more brewing in Ville Park. There wasn't a ton like about them on their website, just more of information about their locations and, and that. But if I find an article, they opened doors in 2017 at the Ville Park location and have also since expanded to a second location in Huntley, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And that's that was a much bigger space and they do a lot more of their production out there. So a similar type of idea. I think it was in 2020 that they opened the Huntley location. Oh, is as that well. right? Wow. So um they have a you know bigger area for more brewing and housing barrels for because they have a, a very large barrel aging program and highly decorated one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, should, New Whistle has been decorated for I believe they've won some awards at Fobab mm-hmm. um, in the past. As has more, um, they seem to win something every year. Yeah, they're known for the henna, right? Is yeah. that their barrel aged? Yeah, that's their barrel aged with adjuncts, and then they have Mendy, which is their um, just stout in mm. barrel, and that's won a bunch of awards. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so pretty famous for that. Like I said, they have a second location in Huntley. They're opening a third, I think it's supposed to be sometime this year oh. in Bartlett. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're they're kind of, they're really expanding. Yeah. Um, and I did read an article a little while back. They're actually planning a fourth location in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, wow. So. How about that? Yeah, so they, they have a lot going on uh, from their start. I thought it was... Uh, it was interesting that they were the ones they're, they're trying to like Fort Wayne's trying to uh, like revitalize a river front area for them, and more is coming in to build a little you know restaurant and brew pub there for them. So cool, yeah. Humble beginnings in Villa Park, and their multi-state presence now, huh? Yeah, so That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know, both of these breweries have good reputations yeah. around the area and are pretty well known. And, you know, like I said, the award-winning beers, the, the Hefeweizen that we featured won a medal at Great American Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. I think one of their wild ales has, has won at a Fobab that we've been to. Mm-hmm. And then Moore's won a bunch for, for some different hennas and Mendy's at Fobab and some other events as well. So What we say is the flagship for Moore. I think it's their More Ever. More Ever? Yeah. Okay. I, think I don't know if I've had that one. Um, I, I think that one is considered, is what they consider their flagship. Yeah. And what is that, an IPA? It's an IPA. Okay. 
thought it was um, something else called Dusty. Dusty, was yeah. Featured just at the Villa Park location. Mm. When, well, when they just said Villa Park, it was kind of their, their... So I thought that was more of their kind of flagship. But now it just kind of comes and goes. It's not available very frequently, but I think the More Ever is their one that is kind of on all the time what they consider their flagship. I feel like I saw a post sure. on their yeah. Instagram or something that said that they consider that their flagship. Cool. Yeah. Well, enough talking about the breweries. Can we try these beers? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to do, which one first? Three left turns. Three left turns. I figured we'd go left to right by name and then... They're actually, I have my left on the left and the right on the right. I have it on my left and the, the right on the right as well. So, so all right. which glass do you want to use? I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have two different styles of glasses, and we'll put some picks up. Because I only have I don't have like four of the same glassware, you know, to make everything as even as possible. So we have like one of each one's just like a traditional pint glass. And I don't know what this other kind of IPA style glass, but it's really popular. Let's just let's do the traditional pints and start there, <laughs> and uh, see how that goes. If you guys are interested in sponsoring the Four E podcast, we would greatly take four. Or even maybe six for the times we have three beers each. Yeah. Of the same glassware. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, you know, when you you kind of collect ones and twos at a time. Yeah. How was my pour? Yeah, not bad. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, that is fragrant. Yeah. It has a great nose. You can smell it without even being next to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a good foot away from my uh, yeah. beer, and I'm just, woo. I almost smelled it as soon as we both opened it, too. I'm yeah. Like, wow. Three left turns. A can says it's a hazy India pale ale, 6% ABV. That's really all the details about the beer to be found on the can itself. Okay. Do you want me to read a description first, or do you want to like smell and taste first? How do you want to do this? Let's smell and taste first. Okay, good, because it's going to take me a minute because my description went away. So <laughs> let's, let's give it a smell and a taste. Mm. Very fruity on the nose. This has a dank smell to it too, mm. a little bit, for me anyway. Like a foot lacquer. <laughs> no, I definitely don't get that <laughs> at all. Well. Cheers. Prost. It's a beautiful color, too, as it poured out. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a I mean, it's classic op- hazy. Yeah, opaque. Yeah, yeah kind of, you know, bright yellow. Really nice color. Mmm, that's tasty. Mmm. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Maybe get, like, maybe a little pineapple-y notes. It, it uh, I think I'm tasting what you were smelling. Yeah. With, the, like, some of that, like, greener... It's not super dank or too like too far in that direction, but mm-hmm. there is some of that like you know dank mossiness that you can get w- with a well done IPA. But it doesn't linger. Pretty decently clean finish. No, it's a good clean finish. Good hop profile throughout. Let's uh let's read the description here. Yeah, and see what uh what we have. So uh, this is right from Noon Whistles. Instagram from a post six days ago from the recording of this podcast. So it was at the 14th. 14th, yeah. So they said, We are excited to announce the release of Three Left Turns Hazy IPA this Friday. So this past Friday, the, the 14th, it was released on draft and to go at both of our locations. This collaboration beer was brewed with our good friends over at More Brewing. 
The name of the spirit calls out the love we have for our original locations with a focus on how dang close they are to each other. We came up with this name because you can visit our Lombard Brew Pub and get to more brewing Villa Park in just three left turns. This hazy IPA is brewed with Citra, Galaxy, and Sabro hops, giving it a very unique and beautiful flavor profile. Super clean, fresh notes of grapefruit, peach rings, and honeydew melon shine through in this bright yellow hazy brew. Super drinkable, this one rolls in at 6% ABV, and it is the perfect patio crusher. Mm. I think, so, beers that I've had in the past with Galaxy tend to have that, like, a little bit more of a dank and earthy quality to it, so I think that's that makes sense that there's Galaxy hops in there, and that that's a flavor profile that I've had many times from a Galaxy hop. Yeah. Grapefruit, peach, and what do you say, honeydew melon? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I get all of those now that they now that they mention it and I know yeah. what I'm looking for. I don't get the I don't get the grapefruit as much. Oh really? But I definitely get the peach and honeydew. Okay. Yeah, I think even as I was saying pineapple, I wasn't confident in that. I was just trying to place like a you know, the fruit that I was trying, but like I definitely now that I know what to look for, it's definitely not pineapple. So it's it is more of a peach. And I think the the honeydew melon is a good uh, like it, it, it. You do almost get that like that melony sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good beer. Yeah, I like that. Finish is nice and clean. I kind of forget I like hazy IPAs because like when I'm going somewhere, as we all know, I'm into pilsners now. <laughs> but <laughs> just pilsners, not, not so you you just. Getting rid of all other lagers and just going to Pilsner's? No, I do lagers too. But Pilsner is a type of lager. Well, yeah. So you could say you do other lagers. Well, it's like the square rectangle thing, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, I I mean, I obviously drink other stuff, but I, for some reason when I'm seeing on the menu a hazy IPA, I just like, I, I always seem to forget I actually do like them. Mm. And I should order one. I feel like there are places that I go that are like breweries that I know I'm, I'm going to get their hazies all the time. Moore is definitely one of them. Noon Whistle is, is one of them as well. When, I'm, when I've gone there, like I want to try some of their different hazies and yeah. that. And they have... They got a lot of hazies. Yeah, they have like the gummy the series gummies, yeah. that they they rotate through. Um, so the so yeah, these, these are two breweries that are known for their hazies and kind of like establish themselves as like hazy IPA breweries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they obviously do have other things and we, you know, we talked about awards for other things, uh, that they've won, but this is, uh, this is, you know, right in their wheelhouse is a, a hazy IPA. Yeah. And it's fairly light on the palate. Yeah. It doesn't drink very heavy. Yeah. I mean, it's only 6%. You know, a lot of hazies can get into the seven plus eight, or even eight range, which can be heavy to drink and not as uh, not as enjoyable to drink a lot of. But it, it you know it does say on their post that it's a you know perfect patio beer, right? Yeah. Perfect patio crusher, crusher. That's right. And that that I would I would say that adds up. It it's six percent. I don't know if I would call it a crusher necessarily, <laughs> but it it's definitely feels like it would be a great patio beer. Yeah. To enjoy. Um, I think it would complement the warm weather really nicely. It would. Yeah. All right. Well, while we still have some of the left turns, we want to move on to the right turns. Yeah. All right. I want you to tell us what the can lets us know about the right turns. What it tells us about it? Yeah. There's some info on the can. Is there? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Here. Sorry. Yeah. It says double dry hot India pale ale, Sabro, El Dorado, and oh boy, Nick. Nectaron? Yeah, that sounds right. I haven't even 
tried to pronounce that before. Nectaron. I guess that's the hops. Mm-hmm. Yep, those are the hops. Uh, yeah. Does say 6.3% ABV. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, 6.3%. Yeah, so just slightly higher. Nothing nothing too bad. So they both do have Haro hops in them um, based on the description from Instagram with the Citra, Galaxy, and Sabro in Noon Whistles. And right on the can, it just identifies Sabro, Eldorado, and Nectaron. Well, let's open uh, yeah. this one and let's go for it and see. My favorite part. Later, I need to share a story about a beer I opened the other day. Okay. It's just a tease for later. This is a pretty loaded podcast. I don't know if we'll get to it. It's not bad. A little worse. Not any much worse than yours. Oh, significantly worse than mine. Oh, come on. All right, you take the picture. Yeah, that's significant. Because it bows out so much right there. I thought you put it up there with our social media. I'm like, who poured it better? Instead of who wore it better. My initial thoughts is it's a little darker, but I can't. I don't know if I'm losing yeah. my mind. Yeah, almost a little darker. Yeah, it's a little. I'd say there's a little more orange to the hue. Okay. So it yeah, just kind of comparing the two. It's tough to say exactly, but it does look a little more orange. Yeah. Okay. If I had to, but still a little darker. Yeah. Yeah. A little deeper color, still a beautiful color. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. I. That's one of the nice things about like these hazies is like the if they get them right with this color, it's just so like vibrant. I just I very rarely drink a hazy out of the can because I like looking at the color so much. So I do I do tend to pour my hazies into a glass to drink out of it. It also opens up the nose a lot more too. Well, yeah, I've uh, I've gone Ooh. full on pretentious and I pretty much pour all my beers into a, a glass. So yeah, I don't do all still, um, but a lot of a lot of the hazies, you know, it's like stouts, sours, and hazies are the ones I'm always pouring into glasses. So regular IPAs tend to stay in the can. Most of the time, if I'm drinking a lager, it stays in the can. But what are you getting on the nose? Well, I don't know if my nose it got overloaded with the left turns, but I'm not getting a ton on the nose on this one. There's a sweetness that I'm getting. I almost get coconut. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me try. No, I get I get a little of the a slight hint of what I called the dankness from the other one, mm-hmm. whatever you want to categorize that as, but it's not as it didn't smack me in the nose like yeah. the other one. Yeah, there's there's like hints of coconut. I feel. Okay. Well, cheers. Cheers, roast. Hmm. It's good. It's very different. Yeah. But I mean, the different hops definitely give you a different profile. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This one feels a little thicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely feels like it drinks a little heavier. Hmm. Hmm. Again, on the sip, I didn't get... You got more of that dankness on the nose. I get that a little bit more on the... As I drink it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what I'm getting. Let's uh, let's read the description here. Yeah. Their Instagram post says, Three right turns. Now it's our turn to drop the more version of our latest hazy collab with Noon Whistle Brewing. Both of these collaboration IPAs are named after the three simple turns of the wheel it takes to get from our OG Villa Park spot to their original location among the Lombard Lilacs. <laughs> nice. This double dry hop IPA is brewed with the unique hop blend of Sabro, Eldorado, and Nectaron. Tropical coconut on the nose oh, nice. meets uh, excess, expressive notes of pineapple cream 
an incredibly juicy tangerine peach fusion huh. that finishes with that staple New Zealand hop funk. Uh, we were hop funk. Yeah. There you go. Hashtag hop funk. Easily drinkable at 6.3% ABV. It's coming out right in the nick of time for some patio hangs and springtime barbecue. So there you go. Hot funk. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. If we only had not started a podcast, we could have called it Hop Funk. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we'll just rebrand. The Hop Funk Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tangerine. I think I'm getting a little of that. Tangerine. Peach infusion. Peach fusion. Yeah, Hop Funk is a good way yeah. I'm describing that. Oh, I love that description. Yeah. Yeah, definitely got coconut on the nose. So I did hit that. Boom. Um, I definitely I don't give it any pineapple on this one. So when saying like pineapple cream. But I do get some like citrus, fruity notes in there. I don't know if my palate being what it is would have identified it as a tangerine peach combination. But it's, it's fruity. It's really good. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. So I, I will say, uh, in my previous experience with Sabro hops, I picked up a lot of coconut. Coconut. In, uh, in that. So I was, in both of these, since I knew that there was Sabro in both, I was looking for coconut. I didn't get it in the noon whistle one, like almost at all. Mm-hmm. But I did get it on the nose, not, not so much on the taste, but on the nose of the more one. So I was looking for coconut, knowing that there was Sabro in both ahead of time. So half credit goes to me <laughs> looking for it ahead of time as opposed to, you know, identifying it. But I do agree that the coconut is there on the nose of this more beer. I got the dank funk, though. You did. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've had a few beers. I think kind of all together. I've had a few Sabro, you know, hot beers like pretty around each other. I'm like, oh, I just keep getting coconut from this. I guess that's like Sabro just brings out coconut. Mm-hmm. And then I'd Google it and it's like, yeah, people say they get coconut from Sabro. Hmm. But yeah, I don't I don't get a taste of it. <clears throat> I, I hardly got anything on the nose. Yeah. Going from one to the other is interesting, though. The, from the right to the left and back to the right. Yeah. Yeah, New Whistle is a lighter drinking. I don't know if that has to do with, like, whatever, you know, their malt or grain profile in the difference, because there, there was some type of difference in how they were brewed. I think, you know, more specifically says double dry hop, although most of their IPAs say that they're double dry hopped. And New Whistle didn't, so maybe it wasn't double dry hopped. Maybe they just kind of did it did a different process to brew so yeah i don't know i feel like most hazies have a dry hop component to them yeah it's just like how much like the double dry hop is kind of like the additional added dry hopping in the process after the boil you know yeah all right initial thoughts between the two do you have a preference of one over the other yeah i think for me it's pretty clear i, I like the noon whistle one better yeah, I figured you would. I think the, the, such a homer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're my home team, so of course I'm ride or die. Noon whistle. No, I I like it lighter drinking. I don't know about what flavor is in here that I like better, but it, I do. I just think it tastes better. I I don't really have much nuance to my sure. feelings on it, but I the more I don't love, hmm. but I really like the noon whistle one. You're probably the opposite, given your reaction. <laughs> I wasn't really sure. Not necessarily. I kind of think of it in, in two different ways. Like, the Noon Whistle is just a lighter drinking one, mm-hmm. so I feel like I enjoy that aspect more. It might tip the scales if I were to, like, say, drink 
you know, multiple or one to, if I, if I were to knowing that ahead of time, if I was going to go buy a four pack of one, I might buy noon whistle because it's really good. They're really, they're really close. Like they're they different, but they're really close in my enjoyment. But like with the lighter drinking of the noon whistle, I think would make me want to buy that. But I think there's just a little bit in the taste for me, like the more one just has like a taste profile that even though I couldn't necessarily pin down the fruit, I do like that kind of hop funk to it that that kind of drives me more to want to say like that's more the type of IPA that I want to drink. Uh, but it is a little heavier of a drinking, so I I feel like it wouldn't. Whereas I I would I think I could have two of the noon whistle and like not feel too full or whatever. I think I could only if I did two of them more. I would kind of feel like a little too full from that. Yeah. So that that's kind of so it's a tough toss up for me. I like I said I'd say if I'm if I'm going like smaller amounts because these are both pint cans too. So if I'm going with smaller amounts, I might go for the more. But if I'm doing like a four pack of a pint can, I'd probably go noon whistle over over more, just because it's a little more drinkable, and I'm kind of gravitating towards a little bit more drinkable beers right now. That makes sense. It's weird. It's like it, I drink the more, and it, I my taste sensors towards the back of my tongue light up. Mm-hmm. But as I'm drinking the noon whistle, it's more like the left side of my tongue. I'm getting flavor. Isn't interesting? The, isn't the back like more like the bitter? Is it? I I don't know. That's I was that's what I was asking. I'm like maybe you know because <laughs> well, I'm let's like see. this is my just my as you're talking. I was listening but also trying both, and I'm like I wonder what part of my tongue is getting the action here. And and I guess as I said that out loud, that sounds bad. But um, <laughs> yeah, which which part is the flavor hitting? Yeah, let's see. So I have this like weird tongue map. <laughs> um, yeah, so the back is bitter. Okay. From what I'm seeing, the um, kind of the middle sides are are sour. The front sides are sweet. The front kind of middle is sweet, and this like kind of middle tongue is umami, which I hate that word so much. <laughs> but it's more in the if you didn't want to go strictly for that, it is more in the sweet. But if you're if you're feeling it more on like this like the side, it yeah. seems like it's a little more on the sour. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, hit is what um, most uh, most of these maps are showing. Yeah. Not a big fan of the word umami. I hate the word umami so much. <laughs> yeah, that was like two maps. Everything else cuts out the the umami and like the yeah the bitter is the the back and the sides are the sour and interesting and salty is kind of like on the tip. Yeah. And then sweet is kind of the front mid, like front middle, just beyond the, uh, beyond that. So, wow, we're getting an anatomy lesson today. I don't know. That's what Google images are showing me. <laughs> well, I don't know if you had the same thing. Like if, as you're drinking, are you hitting? Are you getting the taste buds really light up in one spot? Um, yeah, like the bitter component of the the more one definitely comes through a little bit more it is a little more bitter mm-hmm. and i mean i kind of like that yeah in my ipas in general and so i think that's that's why i think i would gravitate towards like if i'm gonna have one maybe i would just have more is just like a one and but the the noon whistle because it is more drinkable the, the noon whistle is one that i would want to drink on a patio more yeah if they're like if we're comparing like patio beers because i think the patio crusher <laughs> yeah, they both talk about drinking outdoor 
on outdoor patios. So to me, noon whistle is more of that. Mm-hmm. Not to say you can't enjoy more on a patio, but for my for my enjoyment, I would rather drink noon whistle on a patio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like more of the sweet area kind of lights up on the noon whistle, and more of the bitter lights up for the. Okay. So we're about to, on the same page there. If we're t- if we're like focusing on what our tongue is lighting <laughs> up on. You know, when we started this podcast, I knew by year three we'd be talking about our tongues. Yep. Mouthfeel. <laughs> oh, mouthfeel. Which one has a better mouthfeel to you? Oh, well, I like I like the mouthfeel on the noon whistle because it's lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's not a light beer by any Im- imagine, but just no. it drinks lighter. Yeah, it drinks lighter. As compared to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that we typically talk about before we open the beers that we haven't done yet is the can art. So, Mike, I want you to kind of describe the can art. We'll have pictures yeah. put up on our Instagram when the podcast goes live, uh, so you can check those out. But why don't you, uh, why don't you check, why don't you describe the can art? You can also look at uh, both Moore's and Noon Whistle's uh, Instagram pages because they, they have their kind of close-ups of the can art as well but uh, why don't you describe what you're looking at i think you're holding the noon whistle one right now i am well i'll just say i love the can art on both of them yes kind of look like is it like sim city almost kind of yeah if if anybody is picks up that reference it's it's almost like a sim city the old school sim city yeah where it shows sort of the neighborhood Mm -hmm. you you build you know build your houses and businesses and road yeah and they've got you know a building with the noon whistle logo on it and another building a little down with a more brewing after build, you make building and it's got the red line that shows the three left turns yep. to get from one to the other exactly i just really like it because there's just a lot of um there's just a lot of like easter eggs in here that i don't know if they're necessarily related to the breweries or not but like there's like a there's like a dragon on top of a house over here yeah on there's the right a knight. there's a knight there's a spaceman mm-hmm. playing something they have rackets or something I can't quite tell the detail. I don't know. There's just a lot of... What's this thing? Is that a spaceship? What is that? I, I mean, I mean, this is great for audio. Yeah, I, think it, I think it is a spaceship. It looks like on the bottom left. almost looks like a spaceship. Oh, is that a little bottle of Malort right next to the Noon Whistle building? I think that Oh, is. yeah, because they did a Malort lager. No, I don't know. I mean, everyone's doing Malort stuff. <clears throat> Have you ever so, had Malort? Once. And it was the worst Delicious. thing I ever put in my mouth. Delicious. Have you? Yeah, oh, a bunch of times. I had my so I finally succumbed to peer pressure last summer, and I I actually had a point of pride that I'd never had Malort, being in uh, the Chicago area for at that point about four years, or five years, and uh, I felt pretty good about it. And then uh, they made me at a party, and it was wow, not good. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just really like the little. I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of stuff. There's a castle up here. Yeah, there's a castle in the back. Is it like a king and queen or something coming out of there? I think so. I don't know. There's just a lot of fun stuff co- coming up. I almost want to like... There's a wizard in the <clears throat> parking lot of Noon Whistle, and there's like an archer across the street. Other than Noon Whistle and more, none of these things are like necessarily recognizable to that area. No, not <laughs> that I... Not, not that I can kind of pick up. And it also makes it look like more brewing is literally... Like, in the backyard. Like kitty corner. Yeah, kitty corner from from each other. And they're not, but they are pretty close. Yeah, they're, they're not. I mean, it's three left oh, yeah. turns or three right turns, so. There's the 
Yeah, there's the knights fighting there. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you look at the moor, it's a little less of the Sim City. It's a little more flat perspective wise. Um, They're about a 10 minute <clears throat> drive apart, about okay. three and a half miles if you do the three right turns from Moor to Noon Whistle. What I find fascinating, and I think we were talking about this before we started recording, is on the Moor, the, the three right turns, there's this inexplicable uh, roundabout that I didn't know existed yeah. in the area of Lombard or Villabark. And we think that might be one of the right turns. <laughs> yeah, cause, so you make a right turn onto a street here, and you go, like, then you make a right turn into a, into the roundabout, and then, like, a right turn after you go kind of through it. Yeah. And to get to New Whistle, it's, it's not as clear-cut Yeah, on the right turns. Even though, if you look at a map, it's very clearly three right turns or three left turns. Like, right. Um, it's, it, there's not a whole lot of distinction between them. Uh, but there's some cool stuff on the this can as well. You have... So right next to Moore, they did do the Pioneer Garden Store, which R.I.P. Pioneer Garden. Oh, yeah. It was right next door. Yeah, right next door. It was a you know, local garden and feed store that had been around for... 100 years, I don't know. Like, Did you go in there with your dad sometime when you were little? Or? Uh, no, but I had two good friends that worked there oh, for a long time. Who? You want to name names? <laughs> uh, you know, one of them definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. The other <laughs> probably will never listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, the other left, left one of our two comments. So, <laughs> Josh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Josh and Mike. So, hey guys, uh, R.A.P. Pioneer. But last I heard the... Um, <clears throat> When Pioneer closed, they the owners sold the business or the property to Moore Brewing, so they're looking to expand their Bill huh. Park location. Is uh, last I read. That'd be cool. Is yeah. this a dispensary, a pot dispensary across the street? I see a green cross. It's a hospital. Is it? Well, it, it looks green. It says hospital right next to the cross. Okay, well I'm going. I'm getting. No, it's hop spittle. Yeah, so it's not a hops, hop. It's, it's, it's a, a hospital for hops. <laughs> well, the cross looks a little greenish, so I thought it was a dispensary. Green for the hops. And then there's an airplane right next to it, I guess going to O'Hare. Or coming from O'Hare. Who knows? I like the uh, the flying saucer that's like pulling up a, mm-hmm. a car off of the street. Yeah. There's a sign for Elmhurst, properly yeah. to the east. Yeah, I saw that. And it says, what, drink more beer? Yeah. More all cat on there. Drink more beer. But what is this What is this tower in the middle of the... <laughs> There's a tower right in the middle of the roundabout with a clock on it. A red roof. What is that? Yeah, that's, that's not as identifiable to me, considering I grew up in this area. But we got the Goodyear blimp. We got the a Remax balloon. Yeah. Just a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff. Here. Wait, is that a donut on top yeah, of that building? Yeah, it's a donut shop. Okay. And there's a donut on top of it. Okay, I don't know if that was something, but yeah, it's just interesting. Oh, and yeah, you gotta like the uh, the Ferris wheel right next door to Noon Whistle. Yeah. Not sure what that's about. Well, you know, it's a big parking lot. They put up stuff in there sometimes. Oh, right. Driving on the street right in front of Noon Whistle is a more brewing yeah, more truck. Delivery truck. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, the more you look at I mean, I'd just buy, if I were you, I'd buy it just for looking at the can art. Because it's just really interesting. Yeah. All the little Easter eggs. One of my favorite things, I don't see this disclaimer 
on the more can. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's a disclaimer on the noon whistle can that says, warning, diagram, not full size. Some objects have been scaled down. <laughs> so. Well, clearly not full size. Yeah. How could you fit that? How big of a can would you need? Yeah. But, yeah. But I just, I thought that was, that was pretty funny that they took the time to do that. I do like that the more description talked about lilacs, because that Lombard is the lilac village. That, that is true. They have the lilac village. That's kind of neat. I was wondering if, what these trees were behind the, yeah. the three left turns, but I, I'm not really sure. There might be a, like some more significance that I either don't know or don't recognize because I don't live in Villa Park anymore. Yeah. Um, and there has been a lot of changes to Villa Park since since I left. Oh, here we go. Safari Land. What? There's a building for Safari Land. Where? Which is in Villa Park right there. That's Safari Land. Yeah, you get your eyes checked if you can't read Safari Land on that thing. Well, I can now. Yeah. Doesn't look anything like Safari Land. No, but, you know, Noon Whistle doesn't look anything like Noon Whistle. <laughs> I do like this can art, though. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. They're both they're both a lot of fun. The drawings are just, you kind of, as we have been for the last, I don't know, half hour at this point, <laughs> get lost in the can art and in the descriptions, so. Yeah, it's almost like Where's Waldo drawing in some ways. Yeah, the like, Noon Whistle kind of feels a little bit more Where's Waldo-ish. And, I'm sorry, the more. more feels more like Where's Waldo, and Noon Whistle feels more like The Sims. Sim City, yeah. Yeah, Sim City with, you know, a medieval slant for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, and some spacemen. Because they've got that, that's in Lombard, what is that? Enchanted Castle. Enchanted Castle, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what that's representing. It could be. I, I mean, I did think of that. Or, you know, maybe they... Just like castles and spacemen. <laughs> so much going on. Well, uh, let's kind of get back off the can art because we could talk about that for a lot longer. Yeah. Um, price point on on these were was it similarly priced? Were they different? They were the same price. Okay. Uh, hold on. What you're hearing is my uh, receipt. Is that right? Oh, that's not. This is not the right. No, oh, that's from Miller Ale House from yesterday. <laughs> Super helpful on that one, Micah. Hold on. I signed up for a... I got an email receipt. Hold on. I can tell you for sure. <laughs> just pull, I just for the for a record, I, I pulled that stuff out of my pocket so it wouldn't make noise. And then I was like, oh. You oh. made a whole bunch of noise. And, and nonsense as we're at uh, as well. Three or, oh, so it was $15 for the four pack of three right turns. And hold on. Da, 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 da. Do, 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 do. Alright, so it's $15 for the more three right turns. And the three left turns, as it turns out, is regularly $16. Oh. But I got a little discount because I got a I bought I bought a bunch of stuff while I was there. <clears throat> as you should. So it's $16 for leaf uh three left turns, $15 for three right turns. Okay. Which I think is fascinating actually. Yeah. I would have thought they were the same. And they're both four packs of pints. So yeah, I mean, you don't know what the cost of each of the hops, too. That could be... Because they do have different hops. I mean, they both have Sabro, but one's, you know, Citric Galaxy and Sabro. And then one was, what, Sabro, uh, Nectaron, and El Dorado. Yeah. So it could be, like, the price of the hops yeah. factors in or whatever. So not significantly different priced, but I'd say that's 
pretty standard for these types of beers. Uh, you know, fifteen to sixteen dollars yeah. is is a pretty normal price uh, for hazies. I, I think a four pack of hazy IPA really goes anywhere from like twelve to twenty, and then like anything really above that is is more like specialty and rare, and anything kind of below that is usually not a hazy IPA. Yeah. So or it's packaged differently or something. Yeah. So about the same price. Yeah. And in the middle of the pack for mm-hmm. hazy IPAs. Yep. In case you're wondering when I drank at uh, Miller Ale House yesterday, I can tell you later. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so, any other thoughts on these two beers? No, I mean, they're... Including thoughts? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're both well done. I just, I like the Noon Whistle a little bit better because it's a little lighter and hits the, the outside of my tongue rather than the back side of my tongue, apparently. It's pretty neat. I'm glad they did it. Yeah, I liked them both. I think just to kind of reiterate, the noon whistle, I think I would drink you know, multiple of, especially outside on a hot day or a nice day like we had last week here in Chicago when it was 80 degrees for four straight days. Yeah. Um, the more one, I'd probably like want one of and enjoy it a lot, but then I'd probably want to move on to something, uh, something else. But liked them both. I think, like I said, I like the profile of the more better but i like the drinkability of the noon whistle better so it's kind of where i landed on on these two yeah i think we uh nailed that all right well uh before we get into the beer news that we are going to really focus on as of the recording of this podcast kind of the big beer news out there over the last week or so i don't even know two week two weeks maybe has it been that long wow it's at least been a week. Okay. Um, it's been the the story about Bud Light and Anheuser Busch partnering with a transgender TikTok social media star, you know, TikTok influencer, and uh, all the backlash that they've received because of that. Uh, there's a lot of things out there that you can go and find out on your own. We didn't want to get too deep into the details of the story, just with how slow we kind of are to get our podcast published from the recording. Yeah. Uh, so there might be a lot of different information at that point. We have run into that in the past, talking about something kind of big and more timely, and then everything changed by, before we even got to uh, publishing. But I, I will say uh, this of the story is that something that we've said all along and will continue to say is beer is for everyone. And no one should be excluded from that. And so the backlash with Bud Light and AB partnering with the transgender, I just think is ridiculous that we even have to have this conversation um, and have to discuss the fact that you know people are mad that a transgender woman uh, can't have a Bud Light and can't promote Bud Light and can't enjoy Bud Light. Yeah. Because uh, that's, that's absolutely absurd. Um, you should... Beers for everyone, and you should drink what you what you want and what you like. And and if you have a platform, promote what you want and what you like. And and um, obviously, if they're partnering together, they have some type of shared values, so they uh, they should be able to enjoy that together. And and the like I said, the all, everything that's come out since then is people being mad at at Budweiser. It, it's all been ridiculous and overblown in everything. It's it's just out of completely out of hand yeah the the controversy is uh interesting beer is definitely for everybody from what i understand they just sent some cans with 
their face on it just to them. I don't think they're even selling it to the public from what I understand. There's some type of partnership and cross there? promotion. I didn't, I didn't get into the full details on what, but yeah, they did feature, uh, feature her Dylan Mulvaney yeah. is the, the transgender woman they partnered with. I, I think all of it's just a sad commentary on where we are. Just everybody's outrage from all around. So I think as humans, we ought to just, you know, live and let live and who cares if you don't. If you don't, then don't drink anything that has her face on it. I mean, I just don't really understand why you get so upset. I mean, just yeah, and like it's just weird. Yeah, what does it matter to like? You don't have to follow everything a brand does to enjoy some of their products. Like, if they want to do something to be more inclusive, they should be able to do something to be more inclusive. Yeah, and. How does that affect anybody else? Like, you enjoy their beer. This this person that apparently you despise also enjoys their beer, but who cares? You know, it's it's beer. Yeah. And, again, beer is for everybody. And we're all people, too. Like, these yeah. are all people. Yeah. And there shouldn't be so much hate of, about people. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, there's a lot... It's yeah, a lot we don't know. A lot we don't, like, yeah... And, um, yeah, so we're not going to get too much more into, into details and, and some of the, you know, responses and, and backlash and negative responses. And then, you know, there's, there's plenty that's been written about, um, about it and you can go check all that out on your own if you're curious and I encourage you to do so if you're curious, but we're not really the place to be commenting on that <laughs> other than to say that our podcast that loves beer and we, our podcast that loves people and beers for for everyone. Yeah, that's all we want to say on that matter. I, I will ask uh, a less serious question, okay. just to transition a little. Okay. If you if you had a product send you something in the mail with your face on it, what would it be? I mean, I would hope it would be some type of alcohol. Okay. But what, like a beer? A beer would be great, or a whiskey. Okay. You know, a beer or whiskey. But if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, I think I would. I think it'd be a little cooler to have a whiskey. Yeah, I mean whiskey's just a little cooler right now in general. <laughs> so like, be like, hey, we did this whiskey, and your face is on the label. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I guess saving the whiskey bottle is cooler than like saving a beer can. Yeah, or something exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like I said, just in general, like whiskey is a little more cooler in the According at the to moment. Who? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen some of the stuff about craft beer sales that are kind of flat yeah. and trending down? Yeah. And I think it's like, over. It's oversaturated. It's market. oversaturated. That's, that's I think. Problem. I think uh, we don't have to like get too into <laughs> details on this, but it is a very oversaturated market, and at some point there was going to be a correction, and I think we're just kind of starting to see that. But like. There are still plenty of brands that are growing, even despite um, despite that. So yeah. So you would pick a, a whiskey bottle with your face on. I it. think so. What about you? I don't know. I was thinking like my f- the first drink I loved was Coca Cola. So having my face on a Coca Cola can would be pretty cool. I don't drink a lot of Coke anymore, but yeah, something about the the brand of Coke and having my face on there would be pretty cool. Otherwise, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe noon whistles since I'm a resident of Lombard. If they put my face on there, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I was kind of ran. I was like, you know, 
you get like Wheaties boxes with people's faces on it yeah. or whatever else. I'm just trying to think what else it would be kind of cool to have uh, your product, you know, your face on a consumable product. Yeah. But yeah. Get your face on a Big Mac. So every time <laughs> someone like goes into a Big Mac. <laughs> they like toast every Big Mac with your yeah, face, with your on, face it. right on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To- toasted bun with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just put you on the box. The, yeah, that's true. You don't have to put you on the, the wrapper or whatever. It yeah. comes in a box. Does it? Yes. Oh, I don't really get that Max. I get cheeseburgers. Yeah, but you're missing out. I probably am. I, I it was sort of more of a kid. When I was a kid, I always got cheeseburgers there and never really changed. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Anyhow, well, this is not a Big Mac podcast, so it could be. I mean, if McDonald's wanted to sponsor us or something, I'm sure I'd oh, put down a Big Mac or two while we're tasting beer. That would be a good sponsorship. They're local. Yeah, they are local. (laughs) Their headquarters are in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, McDonald's, if you want to sponsor our podcast and give us Big Macs to eat every time, and we will talk about how great the Big Mac is. Oh, of course. Because we're your sponsor. Yeah, we can sell it. Yeah. McDonald's, sponsor us. We will drink beer, and we'll eat Big Macs and wash it down with beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, like, beer and Big Macs, Probably go together pretty well. Yeah. Beer and burgers in any way. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like a marriage right there. It's exactly. Perfect. So, McDonald's, get on that. Yeah. Hit me up. And then if anybody wants to sponsor our glassware, again, I'm just going to put that pitch out there. Yeah. We need four to six cans uh, glasses that look exactly the same. Yeah. Preferably, you know, pint size. Yeah. Pint size. Yeah. So, so. you know, we, we could go, like, smaller if we want to get fancy. <laughs> Something fancy about this podcast. But we could be. We could be. If if someone fancy wants to sponsor us. Yeah. I could I could just I could show up wearing a suit. We could we yeah. do that. Not that you would know. Nobody would know. I could just say I'm wearing a suit. I'm wearing a suit right now, actually. No, you're not. I'm not. We we could wear we could that could be our thing. We could just be like two guys in suits drinking beers. <laughs> Tuxedos. Yeah, let's really let's really take it up. Yeah, and like monocles. <laughs> oh, definitely monocles. And then like, oh no, film the beer. <laughs> <laughs> or one of those watches that sit in your pocket watch. Yeah, pull a pocket watch. Yeah, with on the chain. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know you like say something and and I'd be like, oh no, my monocle pops out. <laughs> you laugh so hard and it pops yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah. What's the point of the monocle exactly? I think it helps you see. Well, one eye. Yeah. Why? You know. You just kind of pull it up through your one eye, you can kind of see things. You would probably have seen Safari Land a lot easier on that can if you had a monocle. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting old. Well, this is not an eyewear podcast. That was a bad transition. <laughs> what other... Grasping at straws there. I'm good at that. What other items are in the news this recent time period? <laughs> so, uh, we did, uh, <laughs> did come across... An article from the Minneapolis Star Tribune entitled The Ancient Tradition of, quote, beer poking, unquote, is surging in popularity in Minnesota. So Richard Chin of the Star Tribune writes that combining red hot metal and alcoholic beverages may sound like a bad idea, but fans of beer poking say the results are delicious, not dangerous. (laughs) Beer poking basically involves heating a metal poker in a fire until it's glowing red and then plunging the tip into a glass of beer for a few seconds. The poker flash 
heats and instantly caramelizes the residual malt sugars abundant in certain types of beer. The result is variously described as adding smoky, roasted, smooth, soft, creamy, or toasted marshmallow notes to your favorite profile of your brew. The hot poker also creates a foam cap on top of a glass of beer, but isn't kept in the glass long enough to make the beer warm, in case you're curious. So, beer poking in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, it's cold in Minnesota. This was from our article a couple months ago in March, March 8th of, uh, of this year. So, like, it's probably still real cold in Minnesota in March. Yeah. So, I'm sure there's lots of fires to try to keep warm. Yeah, it talks about, I don't even know how to pronounce this, why, why Hen Stefan? A Bavarian brewery that has been making beer for close to a thousand years says the practice is called Beer Stockholm? Beer Stockholm? In Germany. Or Beer, or Beer Spiking. Beer Stockholm. There, thank you. My German's a little off. I don't know. You just gotta, like, say something harsh and, like, (laughs) cut it off. (laughs) Cut it off a a syllable, like, get indiscernible and cut it off a syllable too soon, maybe. Yeah. That was a very Dwight sounding word. Stockland. It credits blacksmiths who all who always had hot pokers handy to warm up their drinks. I don't know. It's just a weird. I'd like to try it. I would like to try it. It just seemed like a really neat thing that it would do. It wouldn't exactly make it warm, but it would actually alter the taste in a way, and that just just seemed crazy enough where it sounded cool yeah so the article says the beer poking tradition has been practiced in minnesota for more than 30 years by the shells brewery in new ulm since 1986 it's been hosting a day-long outdoor bock fest in early march uh we've talked about different bock beers and in, in that in prior podcast but the bock fest in early march which features fire pits for heating pokers to caramelize seasonal bock style german dark lagers and the festival attracts thousands of participants. Yeah, I imagine you wouldn't use it for every type of beer, though, right? They talk about doing it with box, German, yeah. German box. I wouldn't imagine, like, doing it to these IPAs. These hazy IPAs would be very good. No, definitely not. I think you have to get something... Like, a box is traditionally, like, a more stronger lager. So there's just going to be, like, more, more malts, more, like, sugars available to... When that hot poker hits it mm-hmm. to like caramelize, where I, I don't think it would really help for an, an IPA, but like a Bach or like a darker lager or a porter or a stout or something like that or brown ale, I think those all kind of more lend themselves to this type of thing to bring you know, bring that type of profile. That was interesting. They they said that drinking a poked beer is a little like drinking a hot chocolate with whipped cream on top, but in reverse. Instead of tasting warm milk coming through cool whipped cream, you get cool beer coming through a warm, sweet foam. Hmm. And Food and Wine magazine called it the beer equivalent of s'mores. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting to to see. I I would I would definitely try it. Uh, I obviously like I would get nervous like with like putting you know you have like a cold beer in a glass in a glass yeah. and the heat coming in so i'd want somebody to do it for me just like who knows what they're doing so i wouldn't like mess it up so what you're saying i shouldn't spend the 34.99 and get you one for your birthday that it no, talks about in here probably not i was i was gonna i was like ah maybe we should get that for us it does talk about like the the caramelizer that they they have uh, so I think it's it's probably a little bit safer for home use than like heating up. Uh, they have fire pits for heating up their 
their pokers at this Shell's Brewery. So I feel like that's a little bit different of an experience than like a home caramelizer, you yeah, know? Sure. Where like if they're just like putting something over the fire for a few minutes to get it like, you know, red hot and then dipping it into the beer, I feel like that's that's a different type of thing than like at home and you just kinda you know, heat something and stick it in. So I, I feel like the home version is probably a little safer. Do you see where I talked about this Tech Talk guy? And he used one of those beer, what, are, what, are, what do we call these things? Caramelizer. Uh, caramelizer on a Bushlight Apple beer. And he says, quote, it almost takes this Bud Light Apple and turns it into Bud Light Apple Pie. Bushlight. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, Bushlight. Yeah, Bushlight Apple and turns it into Bushlight Apple Pie. Which I, I get, like, again, you're, you're caramelizing those sugars, yeah. so you, it... It brings out more of that sweetness. I mean, they're saying it's it's like the beer equivalent of a s'more. Yeah. Then you're just like, you're really like enhancing that sweetness. And like a caramelizer. Yeah. You're just like hitting those sugars and like really bringing them to that forefront, I think. So it seems like a cool idea. He does say, you know, that same guy, he tried a, a rogue double chocolate uh, stout and called it a chocolate creme brulee and um you know different things as well nitro pepsi definitely smells like burnt sugar i don't know if i was thinking of pepsi but i guess i guess if you have that to play around with you might try other types of sugary things and see what you can come up with i mean it sounds like just the ancient ish like really old school thing to come back in this time for beer hipsters. Yeah. It's beer poking. But I would like it. I'd like to try it anyway. I don't know how it would taste, but it sounds cool. Yeah, I wish I had read this. I went, you know, I was at a friend's house just this past Friday and he had a fire going. So, and uh, he brought up, you know, little things for s'mores. So, if, if I would have known, maybe I would have just uh, stuck it in my beer instead. <laughs> Although we were only drinking. He only had uh, solo cups because he broke enough of his classes so he just had solo cups out so i don't know how the hot melted plastic yeah the hot poker would have done in the red solo cup and i'll stick it in the stick that in the barley wine i think that that could have been disastrous probably yeah probably not recommended yeah melted solo cup all over the place (laughs) mess of barley wine Mm. waste of a good barley wine yeah more importantly all right, any other uh, news we want to touch on? Yeah, ever want to get paid to be- drink beer? Yes. <laughs> That's the dream. Exactly. This article from The Ascent, a Motley Fool service. Yeah. So basically Motley Fool. The headline is, Beer Lovers, colon, this company will pay you to try new breweries. All right, sign me up. The internet may not have lived up to the utopian expectations foisted on us, uh, foisted on it in the early 90s. Foisted. Foisted. Unless we can all agree cat videos are may, have made us kinder, more globally minded people. But it has recently made some beer lovers very, very happy. Let's pause right here. I don't think cat videos have made us kinder or more globally minded. Yeah. But they do bring joy. That's true. Let's so, continue on. Sorry, I should say Stephen Perello was the author of this. This mm-hmm. was uh, dated April 17th, 2023. Uh, Secret... Hey, that's today. Yeah. Secret Hopper, a uh, mysteries shopping service, connects people who drink beer with breweries that want to maximize the beer drinking experience. If you are selected, Secret Hopper will send you to breweries in your area, ask you to order beers, and pick up the tab so long as you rate your experience. Yes, this is literally a company that pays you to drink beer. You might not get rich, 
but the experience will at least pay for itself. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a really cool idea, this secret hopper. So they're not asking you to necessarily rate the beers. They're asking you to rate the experience of uh, drinking at the brewery's tap room. And so that's that's more of the the question. So it, like the company collects data. So it, uh, it sends you to breweries that have joined their network. So it's not just going to send you to like a random place. It's going to be ones that have like signed up for this this service and then uh, they ask you to evaluate how the brewery feels on an ordinary day and it says to be clear you're not judging the brewery based on its beer rather you're evaluating the taproom experience mm -hmm. the friendliness of the bartenders the bar ambience the smell of the hops in the air um, so on and so forth. So you don't have to be like a beer professional or a beer professional hopefuls like we are <laughs> to go in and do this and like, oh, this this hop profile was terrible, <laughs> but this hop profile was great. It was the hoppy funk. Yeah. Was... Oh, this, you know... <laughs> This Hefeweizen was too clovey and not enough banana, you know. You don't have to have any of that knowledge. Yeah, you don't have to have any of that. Not you that I have any of that either. But. You just go in and, you know, you order beers and then you rate on the experience at the location. And then you get a little bit of money. I like that. Actually, if you think about it, I think going to a tap room, the experience is really what you'll... I mean, you can drink... I mean, I got... I mean, I got these beers at Moore in mm -hmm. Noon Whistle and just came over here, right? Yeah. But I would have had a lot more fun drinking them. Well, there. firstly, on tap, if they had it on tap. I'm not sure if they did. But yeah. but actually drinking them there and getting the whole experience. Yeah, there's something like better about drinking at the brewery's tap room or a nice beer bar or something like that mm -hmm. that... Uh, you just enjoy, or even like, you know, a little, having a beer at like a, you know, crappy tavern that, yeah. you know, your corner, your corner tavern that it's a better experience or it's more enjoyable, I think, to be at a brewery drinking or to be at a bar drinking than it is to like drink at home. Even if you are drinking the same, the same beer. And the article does point out that you're not going to get rich doing this. <laughs> no. So they front you money to uh, to pay to pay for your beer. So they cover your beer, and then you know likely will compensate you like I, I think twenty to thirty dollars more sometimes is what the is what it, there's a section called how much can you make so. Um, they'll, you know, ask you to like, you know, buy the beer and they'll cover what you buy and then you get like 20 to $30 on top of it after you fill out the, you know, whatever survey information. So you're not going to get rich doing it. No. Uh, and I think that, uh, that's pretty clear in this, but you know, make a little extra money, um, on the side, have a little fun doing it. It does point out that, you know, you will be an independent contractor and not an employee. Mm -hmm. So, you know, can, you know, touch your local tax representative yeah. since it is tax season or the end of tax season. That's right. Um, for, uh, for all you people, there could be some of those implications that you need to worry about with extra income, but you're going to make a little bit of money and you're going to have, you know, some good experiences and they're going to cover your beer purchases. Did you go and check them out? I, I actually I didn't look them I, up. I didn't. Actually. But I wonder if they have like breweries on their Yeah, where's the sign up? Here, the company's website. Yeah, their website. Secrethopper.com if you want to mm -hmm. check it out for yourself. 
take me to the application. Yeah, I wonder uh, if they... This is kind of long. Too long to do while we're on the... Uh, they do have... They say... Um, well, they didn't say how many breweries that they're partnered with or even, like, uh, a list. So it'd be interesting to see, like, as you get into it, like, I'm sure they want to kind of keep that more of a... You know, more to themselves until you get through their screening and then they'll, mm -hmm. they'll start to send you to wherever... Because I don't know, I don't know if they want necessarily like the general public or even like the general brewery employees knowing when the secret yeah. shopper is coming. I, I've worked in like retail environments with like secret shoppers oh, before. Yeah. yeah, where and like you always could kind of tell when they're the, like the secret shopper that were that, and so you'd have to be like, all right, I know what you're looking for, and you gotta kind of do like your little spiel. For them, because if you don't, you're gonna get dinged. Is this at the, the report. office supply store? Or? Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna get into the details of. But <laughs> I wasn't it, gonna hide in the place. It has been multiple places that I've worked that I've encountered really? secret shopper oh. things. So yeah, it's it's a common thing that retail locations do, right. and you kind of can tell, and you're always be like, I think that's a this was a secret shopper person. That so like they, came in. Do they have like uh, scripted questions to ask or something? Kind of. I mean, you, you kind of pick it up after yeah. a little bit. We can maybe talk more right. off uh, off the that's, podcast. That's code for I don't want to talk about this anymore, Micah. Yeah. I mean, well, we can definitely. I I will talk more not on the podcast about <laughs> I don't wanna, shopping. I don't want to get you in trouble. So. Exactly. Yeah. You know, right. So. But the point is, like, I've had some experiences with that, and they do kind of follow, like, their set parameters that they need to do, but this isn't in a retail environment, as mm -hmm. opposed to going to a brewery and sitting down and drinking and yeah. talking to the bartender or server, whoever you're interacting with. So, I, I wonder how, like, that would be different, because it's, it's, you know, food and beverage service is much different than uh, buying something and trying to sell somebody on something, so. Yeah, I'm definitely going to fill it out. All right, tomorrow, not tonight. Mm. I will say I got out of the more as it warmed up a little bit. I got a little bit of pineapple taste. Okay, I'm not really that tangerine sure. peach. No, I didn't get any tangerine peach. Almost like a pineapple flavor. Still like the noon whistle better. Sure. Well, that's all we got, right? Yeah. Well, I, so oh no, the more did say you know notes of pineapple cream. So there you go. There you go. As it warmed up, I can't remember which one was the pineapple cream. Yeah, I thought it had soft. pineapple in it. Yeah, so it was I didn't get it while it was cold, but as it kind of warmed up a little. Yeah, IPAs are weird because like you want to drink them a little colder, but if you do let them warm up just a bit, you can get a little more out of them. Mm -hmm. But if you let them warm up too much, they almost become undrinkable. Yeah. So it, it is kind of a fine. Tightrope, yeah, tightrope. It's not like a stout where if like it warms up a little bit more, it's not as bad. You know, some beards like can lend themselves to that, but like IPAs are like can be undrinkable if they get too warm. If you go to like England, they drink it at like room temperature. Well, they're not really drinking IPAs. Oh, yeah, that's true. They're, those are more lagers and lagers. Yeah, stouts. I guess they have like their English IPAs, but but I think those are still meant to have colder. Yeah. I think a bitter, uh, you better, know, yeah. Yeah, those are, you can drink those a little warmer. Anyways, I think that's all we have today. Yeah, I think so. I thought you were going to give me trouble about drinking Budweiser at the wedding uh, the last weekend. I came prepared, but <laughs> he didn't say anything. Yeah. The, they didn't have the best beer options. No, they didn't. But it's a, 
it's a reception hall. Yeah. Like, you know, you kind of just got to take drink what, what they have. And, and that. It's an open bar at a reception mm-hmm. hall. You just drink what, drink what you want. Yeah. I had a, uh, I started with an old fashioned and uh, oh. it was okay. I wouldn't trust a, a reception hall bartender. It didn't seem like she, fashioned. it didn't seem like she knew how to make it. She yeah. was asking me. I don't really drink a lot of like spirits. So she's like, well, how do you want that made? And do you want to... I was like, I don't know. I just... I know the name, and I think it's pretty good, normally. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I was like, I don't want to order that again. So I went back up, I'm like, I'll just have a bottle. I mean, we drink... I drink wine. They had wine on the table. Yeah. It was decent. Um, nothing great, but it wasn't bad. And then I was like, yeah, let's drink some Budweiser's. King of beers, and, you know, they're light. Yeah. We're getting, getting off of beer topic. <laughs> Please. Since we're talking about wedding receptions. For open bars and wedding receptions, my, my thing is like simple drinks. Like the spirit and the mixer yeah. is kind of like, you know, if, if you see like what beers they have, if you want to drink beer, go for it. You know, they had like Budweiser. I think they, I think they had Heineken. Corona, Heineken. Like nothing yeah. that like I really want to make me drink the, the beers there. You know, vodka soda, you know, whiskey coke or rum and coke, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of keep it, keep it simple, simple yeah. and, and see what you can, you know, see if you find something that like hits for you. So I was mostly drinking, you know, vodka sodas, just, uh, keeping it going. You put a little, because they always like do a little, you know, lime, a little lime yeah. squeeze in there that helps to kind of give you a little bit, a little bit of flavor on it and. It's enjoyable, and it, it was Tito's too, so it was a decent oh, vodka. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't like low quality vodka. Yeah, Tito's is good stuff. Yeah, so I was like, oh, Tito's. Yeah, let me do let me do some vodka sodas with this Tito's here. That reminds me of uh, Mike Pereira. Yeah, His Twitter always talked about. I'm <laughs> drinking about Tito's. Drinking Tito's. I wonder if he was sponsored or not. But he was know. always talking about Tito's. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun. That was fun. What was in that uh, special concoction? So they they brought out this like bottle with the bride and groom's name on it and their the wedding date. It was some sort of really high alcohol something that had some fruity flavors to it. Yeah, so, so they were taking shots of it. Yeah, they made like their own like spirit so it was they said lemon honey and a spirit that um we're talking to the groom's mom yeah who's, the groom was my second cousin so the groom's mom was my mom's cousin and we've known you know been pretty close my whole life she said what was in it but he wouldn't say what the spirit was yeah that was the mystery right so we didn't really know it kind of uh i didn't necessarily pick it up as lemon when I would drink it. And it was also maybe because it was because it looked a little orangey yeah, from the honey. It was orange. So orange. I thought it was more like an orange jello. Yeah. Like a limoncello but with orange. But like I mean I think that's like the citrusy plus the honey and all that. So it kinda that's what it kinda reminded me of, like more of that type of liqueur style. But yeah, I guess everyone they made it and everyone was doing shots of oh, it. Oh my gosh, they were doing shots of it. Yeah it was decent. I didn't I didn't hate it. I just didn't want a lot of it. Yeah, no, I had to drive home. So I was yeah, like, wasn't gonna dream a lot. But we brought we brought whatever we what, probably about three quarters of the <laughs> bottle that we didn't drink at our table, and you we brought we brought that home. You didn't bring home the whole one, and then they brought all, a whole one later, yeah. and we brought that home too. So okay. we had like almost two bottles of this stuff. All right, I'm not sure whenever I'm gonna drink it, but all right, uh, yeah. So well, it's not here nor there, but uh, yeah. 
This has been a good podcast, though, right? I enjoyed... We'll uh, let the listeners decide. That's true. So, yeah, we had the three left turns and then the three right turns, the mm-hmm. collaboration between Noon Whistle Brewing and More Brewing, sort of a nice little neighborly get-together of brewing. Yeah, but they're both really enjoyable, really well-done beers. I would definitely drink them both again. Great breweries overall. Obviously, they're both doing well since they've expanded from their tiny original locations to both having bigger locations and, you know, and in the case of more, a few locations coming, a few additional locations coming soon. And then again, both are seem to be doing well with, you know, winning awards and getting recognition for all the beers that they're putting out. So really good things for both of them so far. Yeah. It's great to, to have these really great smaller craft brewery options around and to be able to, you know, stop into to more noon whistle and, and know you're gonna get great beers at, at both locations. Yeah. Kinda of spoiled with the the great crap breweries around here. For sure. Cool. Well, follow us at the For You Podcast. Yeah. And uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell leave, your family. Leave reviews if you want. Or don't. Don't leave reviews. Leave five star reviews. And you can insult Micah all you want in the five star reviews. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I deserve it. He absolutely deserves that for <laughs> drinking Budweiser at a wedding. Oh, that's so terrible. The K- how, KOBs, man. How dare he drink Bud Bud heavy? But yeah, Bud heavy. Yeah, drinking Bud heavy, just just downing calories at, at the wedding. Oh, just insult him, rip on him to no end in the in the five star reviews of the podcast, and I will read them all. You know, I do the editing, so. You can we can record all of you reading trash about me. I'm just gonna snip it right out. That's fine. I'll just put him. I'll just <laughs> take pictures and put them, put them on Instagram Touché. if you edit them out. So because you never wanted the keys to the Instagram kingdom. So oh, yeah. yeah. And at this point, I don't remember the password. So oh, that's Sarah. <laughs> she probably doesn't remember the password. Uh. <laughs> I think she said she uh, she had logged out and. And never and logged back and in. Got back well, in. she never tried to log back in, so uh, now it, yeah. Too late. Too late. So, follow us on Instagram at 4 Podcast. Like and subscribe and follow us on all the, wherever you get your podcasts, we're available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon. Maybe someday we'll, we'll get on Sirius XM and have our own radio station. That's the dream. Yep. I guess. It'd be fun. We get a lot more money, right? Absolutely, because we're getting zero now. Yeah, all right. We're getting less. It's, we're, yeah. it's this is costing us. This money. is actually a, we're definitely in the red. Yeah, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, we've never made money on this podcast, right. which for legal purposes is good. <laughs> I like how you ever reiterate that whenever we get anywhere <laughs> near the vicinity of the neighborhood of money making. You know, Unless you always make sure you. Just making sure everyone is aware for all legal purposes. <laughs> we have, have never received any type of compensation uh, from this podcast of, of any kind whatsoever. Hopefully, next time you hear from us, we'll be talking about Bug. Yeah. Yeah, Beer, beer, under, beer, beer under Glass is coming up in May, so hopefully we're yeah, next time we'll we'll do some stuff about Bug. We'll see. Yeah, we're efforting an interview. Yeah, right. so and in uh, efforting uh, an invitation. Yeah, and then hopefully we'll get invited. Yeah, we got the the PR release. So yeah, tickets are available. 
for yeah. uh, for Bug as we speak. So beer in a glass. Um, so go hit up the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild website and uh, get your tickets if you want to hit up Bug. I think it's in the same location. Yeah, in Union I was Station. Say, it's gonna be in Union Station be, again. It was uh, you know, a great time last last year. So hopefully it'll be another great time. Yeah. All right. All right. Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer.